Mr. Darcy is unrealistic. Yeah, he's a dick. He's it's very un- realistic. I mean, what's more realistic than being a dick? No. What? Like, no, deep no. down, you're good, but you're a dick. No, no, no. A dick no, is a dick not. is a dick, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a good man. Rice on your name. <laughs> Prejudice 1940. So the version. movie uh, we're doing in this episode, we're doing the 1940 uh, film motion picture. <laughs> really beautiful. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> you loved it. I was extremely surprised. I was expecting something ridiculous, a bit stupid, uh, but I loved every minute. I think because you're a stickler for accuracy and all of that. I know exactly why. Because I remember the um, 90s, 50 something version of uh, War and Peace. You saw 19... Oh, King yeah, King Vidor's Vidor. one. Yeah, no, so no. I was expecting just to stab in the back like that one. Oh, right, because I think that one, if I remember it well, I don't. But I think it took itself seriously. This one doesn't. The, yeah, that's the thing, you're yeah. right. It wasn't only light, it was really delightful. I laughed, honestly. Loved it. <laughs> Every minute of it. Okay, I know exactly what you love and loved, what? especially. What did I love? The race. Oh, the carriage race. I think everybody must love it. Yeah, I like it when they add stuff, yeah. but it doesn't feel useless. It goes with the spirit of the whole movie. And in this version, there is a lot of added stuff. What would you say? They use 50% of the text of Austin's Yeah, I think writing. so. You're right. They use only the more iconic uh, phrases and uh, replies. A lot of Lizzie's wit is new and original, and I loved it. I, it's surprising. You know what? Because we've been watching a lot of uh, Pride and Prejudice mm-hmm. versions, and we reread the book, and it at some point just comes becomes repetitive. Although, of course... Jane Austen's wit and her sharpness and all of it is great, but yeah. it's good because they kept the spirit of it. But they made something according to the times, actually, with it. It was amazing. New and I surprised. loved it. Uh, I loved Lizzie. Do you know what? When yeah. we were watching it, the first thing I saw is like, oh, this Lizzie's familiar. The air of this Lizzie's familiar. Yeah. And then I felt Jennifer Ely's Lizzie is very similar to this one. Probably so, inspired. Yeah. So it's clear where she found her inspiration. Amazing. I adore her. Uh, yeah. She's a great actress, Greer Garson. And she's 36. In this what? Movie. Yeah. Oh my lord, I'm a hag. But come on, <gasps> she looks it. No. She does. <gasps> when you see her as Lizzie, she looks older. She, a- she actually looks in older than 20s. all of her sisters. No. Lizzie is what, I 21, think. 22? Yeah, it's true. More than no 21, way. No way but... she's 22 here. She cannot pass for 22. I don't know. Not 22, but let's say 25, 26. No, no, no. no. She looks in her 30s. I'm sorry. No. She looks older than Jane. She looks older than that's because Jane has, you know, the emptiness in her eyes. No, not this Jane. This Jane is different. Really? This Jane? Oh, you're defending this Jane, are you? No, no, (laughs) no. Why, aren't you? I will not dare. We'll get to it. I have... (laughs) A bone to pick with her. Oh, a bone. I really do. But actually, oh, it's not. she's not a very important character. Not her, not Bingley. They're not very important in here. Yeah, actually. Oh, that's true. They mm. don't even say more than a few words. Especially so, Mr. Bingley. 
going back to Lizzie, you think she doesn't look in her 30s? I don't think so. Like, when you I saw her, you didn't think there was a problem no, here? No, at all. Really? Yeah. I didn't it surprised know. me when you told me I she was I didn't know her... that she was in her late, well, mid-30s. Wow. Uh, the actress. Some I read that. Some people are blessed. I, sw I, I don't know. I, I didn't even think about her age when I looked at her. It, and it surprised uh, me Lawrence a lot. Olivier wanted them to cast uh, Vivian Lee, oh, who really? played O'Hara just the year before. I think that would have been too early. What? To play another iconic character just after Scarlett O'Hara. I think she would have been a good Lizzie, though. She would have been an amazing Lizzie, but she would have still been Scarlett O'Hara. But then, maybe at that moment, I think. Oh, actually, he had an ulterior motive because he was having an affair with her. They oh. were both married, and he wanted to carry on, <laughs> to carry on the Lawrence affair. Olivier. <laughs> How dare! How ballsy! Very ballsy coming from him. Let's talk about Mrs. Bennett, who makes this movie. Mrs. She? Bennett. Oh, I already forgot. Mary Boland, I think. I know that I saw her, I just cannot place her. I know, I know the oh. actress, I saw her, yeah, but I can't place her. Yeah, unforgettable. Especially the eyes. Yeah, you were... What was with the eyes? Why didn't that you... really didn't disturb you the whole no. movie. Nothing, no feeling in them at all. She's a psychopath. She has madness in her eyes. Again with the madness. I swear, didn't it disturb you? Like no. she laughed and nothing reached her eyes. And oh, she had like very fixed eyes. When she, not, no feeling at all. They were like mirrors. It, it freaked me the hell out. She oh. had killer eyes. Really? That's, oh, dude, she had big, big time killer eyes. I love this Mrs. Bennett. I do love her because, you know, she's going for the kills with the husband. She <laughs> seems uh, all her uh, scheme in her mercenary side is out there. Oh yeah, especially and she's trying to be, you know, feminine and all that with the nerves, but you know. <laughs> oh, she's. We know. <laughs> and the accent. What was that accent? What? Uh, that pronunciation that they did in the forties, Mister Darcy. <laughs> Mr. Bennett. Oh, this is just refined. Everyone should talk like that. Really? So should we continue our podcast like that? <laughs> oh, please don't tempt me. Uh, so this movie was pushed uh, just like the um, 2005 movie. They changed the period of it. So 2005, they um, put it earlier during the 1790s. Yeah. And this one is during my worst Oh, Lord, I hate it. Well, although I do get the argument. Yeah, 1830s, the leg of mutton um, sleeves. The I sleeves mean, are horrid. And the drop shoulders are horrid. Horrid. But it, it was actually, the thought behind it was because it was just after the uh, Gone with the Wind, extremely big success. So they wanted to exploit the extravagance of the costumes. Yeah. And Regency period is true. does Too not. Plain. It's very, very plain. It was in the spirit of the simplicity, the Grecian purity and whatnot. Anyway, talking about the dress, the costumes, because yeah. you said, I read this on IMDb, maybe it's not true. Uh, the reason, talking about Gone with the Wind, mm. that they had a lot of costumes left over from yeah. Gone with the Wind. So they dressed up all the uh, extras yeah. and the background people. It's true. So they couldn't have like one period uh, with the big dresses. Yeah. Uh, um, is it true? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's oh, true. Okay. Yeah. Because I thought... Because there was another thing that I read uh, related to Gone with the Wind because it's the same studio. It's MGM. Mm. Gone with the Wind was 1939, this one, Pride and Prejudice, with Laurence Olivier, was 1940, yeah. and Gone with the Wind was um, in Technicolor. So, when you saw this one, what, what did you... I'm sorry, what does it mean, Technicolor? Oh, it's just film. 
like its color or black and white. Oh, okay. This one okay. we saw is black and white. Yeah. Didn't you think it would be better? I oh. cannot imagine Gone with the Wind, let's say, in black and white. Although I love mm. black and white. But you know what? A lot of iconic things are are have to do with the color scheme. Yeah. Would you imagine the curtain dress, the legendary green, the green curtain dress. dress, and you wouldn't see the color? No. Or the ball dress she wears at first. I think this one would have been better. Although I do love yeah. black and white, but in this one I think it would have been better in color. I could make it an excuse to watch it again very soon. Because there is a version, but it's not the same. So. Did you see it on YouTube? There is a version? Uh, I saw a bit, but I didn't see a lot. Anyway, I read something that sounded to me maybe a bit dubious, but I'm gonna say it anyway, mm. that there was no... that all the film, the Technicolor film, was used during Gone with the Wind. Oh. Uh, David O. Selznick, who was the producer of Gone with the Wind, and almost considered himself the auteur of Gone with the Wind because he was kind of firing directors as oh. he wanted. Yeah, it was his movie, his baby, and it was a gamble for him. And he did it, and he did yeah, the... He did. It was the greatest success. So when he carried on with this one, there was nothing left over. Oh. Uh, and it was... Um, they were going to shoot it in uh, color, but there was no film left, so they had to do it in... Uh, but apparently in the script, they had color in oh, mind. Really? That's why it opens talking about the dresses, the green dresses, the blue dress. Yeah. It's true. And it did look kind of... Well, I didn't really concentrate. I was too fascinated by Mrs. Bennet. I wanted to talk about uh, Mr. Bennet. When uh, oh, yeah. she comes in, she barges in his <laughs> wife into the library to ask him to go introduce himself to Mr. Ringley. And he, she talks about her, her nerves and he kind of imitates oh, her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> imitates her crying. <laughs> or something like that. Amazing. <laughs> I love that. It was so surprising. It took me really bad. There's a I lot of surprising stuff in yeah. this movie. That's the thing. About watching something that repeat, that's repeated again and again, but you get surprises from time to time when it's well done. Yeah, we're not sticklers for uh, that. It yeah, should yeah, be yeah. Uh, it, sh it should be according to the book, and this is sacred text and all. Mm. None of that. Y you can really steer away from it, but do it in do a it well. in a consistent way. Yeah. Now here, everything they added was a plus. There was a bit of subtlety in the middle of all this madness. Mm. How Mr. Bennett, the interaction between Mr. Bennett and Mrs. Bennett. Yeah. He subtly said that, uh, and we have no sons, as you well remember. Yeah. And it felt a bit reproachful. And a, she said. A bit of a peak. But I don't know, did he say that first, or did she say before that that you bury yourself into your books? Oh, I, I think he said that first, and then she said you bury yourself into your books. But you know what? Which was. All the adaptations that we saw. Yeah, I was dying for someone to tell that to Mr. Do uh, to Mr. Bennett. Yeah, that you're really escaping uh, your responsibilities. Didn't Elizabeth tell him something of the sort in the nineteen? 19- no, she wouldn't. No, not that you're escaping responsibilities, but she did have a conversation with him when she was trying to convince him not to let Lydia go away. I think yeah, she said like he will regret it or something like that. Yeah, as much as she could say, she did mm. say that uh, he was not. In her own word, of course, mm. that he was not taking his responsibilities seriously. In this one, Mrs. Bennet, the way she said, I, I like it. Yeah. Because it, it's always in her uh, exaggerated, over-the-top way. But uh, she says something that is true. I want to talk about the m amazing scene at the assembly ball. So we have the first... A, a, a very different. We meet here Mr. Wickham at the first start of the movie... Mr. Darcy invites Elizabeth right after in insulting her, and she refuses him again in such a beautiful manner. Yeah. Uh, very Elizabeth. 
But what I love really is the first introduction when we see Miss uh, Bennett, <laughs> Mrs. Bennett rather, surrounded by her many daughters. <laughs> Yeah. And giving instructions to each. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. What'd she say? Lydia, there's perspiration on your nose. <laughs> <laughs> she really catches she everything, Mrs. Yeah. Bennett. And she wasn't even looking at her, I think. No, 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 no. She can scope <laughs> everything. Yeah, 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 she can. Uh, here at the assembly ball, Caroline, <laughs> no, this time, apparently, it's a habit of hers, asks Jane yeah, to take, to a, take a, a turn about the room. I think it it was interesting to have him, yeah. have her do it twice. So it's a sickness in here. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with her, Caroline, but I love this Caroline. Yeah, I did. She's more self-assured. I don't know what's, what's different about her. She looks kind of stately. And very sparkly, too. She never misses an occasion to sparkle. Oh, at the ball, she was very oh, sparkly. Oh, Lord, she, she shone, like, more than the chandelier. Yeah. <laughs> well, you talked about uh, Mr. Darcy inviting Lizzie to dance. Yeah. Which happens right after him slighting her. Very badly, too. Although, in this movie, I liked what they did. What? With the slighting, they changed it. Yeah. It was about class. Oh, yeah, the middle class comment. He didn't call her tolerable but not good enough for me, or I don't know what. Yeah, because I think in the other versions he was really trying to mask his contempt for her position by saying she's tolerable but, but not worse. handsome. But this one is like all out about it, I think. Uh, what I like about this Mr. Darcy, it's that's his objection to her. But Mr. this Mr. Darcy is very, very different from any Mr. Darcy we've seen before. Be it from the book or from any other movie adaptation. He's it kind unique. of weirded me out. Why? I don't know. I didn't feel... You didn't like him? No, I didn't exactly dislike him. It just didn't feel very Darcy to me. He was a bit too twinkly and kind. And <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I liked the fact that he was nice. Yeah, it's good. But Mr. Darcy isn't nice, that's the thing. But his, Mr. Darcy is unrealistic. Yeah, he's a dick. He's no. a He's it's very realistic. I mean, what's more realistic than being a dick? No. What? Like, no, deep no. down, you're good, but you're a dick. No, no, no a dick no, is a dick not. is a dick, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a good man. Rice on your name. <laughs> but really, he's supposed to be such a good man. In the book, what does he do? He, he attacks her appearance, which what yeah. good man would do that? You, you don't like her? She didn't ask you for anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a bit of a bastard. Yeah, and then Which he's is... revealed to be, oh, he wasn't all that, after all. No, I don't think so. I th I mean, we talked about that at length in the other episodes. Yeah. I think Mr. Darcy is very uncomfortable in those moments. I think there is he one arrogant. adaptation that does that. No, I get that feeling even from the book. When I was reading it, I did get the feeling that he was just extremely introverted, extremely anxious... There is something that you can... I don't insult people. No, I don't insult people, but when I'm nervous, I can't seem like to be insulting. Or, and don't say, tell me no one said that about you in your life, because I know they did, and they did for me too. The arrogance. They all, the, I've been called arrogant no, 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 and I'm aloof. I'm not talking about being aloof and all. I'm talking about outright But he didn't insulting. say it, no. But he didn't say it to her. I didn't know she was here. There. He was talking to Mr. Bingley in private. So he only stabs in the back. He's exactly. a bitch. I told you, Mr. Darcy. <laughs> the original Mr. Darcy is a bitch. I'm just, I'm, I'm, oh. I'm sticking to my guns here. You're going to lose us all your fans. You know that? Oh, come on, I'm not gonna. 
I'm just saying I'm gonna gain more fans <laughs> by saying that Lawrence Olivier's Mr. Darcy is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a kind he's miser, man. But he had objection of class. He's more honest with his objections. And sh you can't say anything against that. Clearly, this is your favorite, Mr. Darcy. I think so. Are we sure because it isn't because of his pretty lashes? Better lashes than me. I have no. I want to know the technique. Like, it how was... on earth would I go with a man? That oh. has better lashes than me. And they will flutter. Like, yeah. you can see them. No, uh-uh, never. Uh -huh. That was so inadequate. Like, I I'd call myself Robert then. <laughs> Robert? You yeah, would be... a very manly man. <laughs> you would be good Robert. Yeah, I'd be good Robert. <laughs> what about me? Oh, I don't know. David? <laughs> no, you'd be Dick. Come on. Richard. Richard. You just said dick. Yeah. Or actually, you just no, calling I... me dick. <laughs> no. Richard would be quite great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. R Richard is refined. I'm sweaty now, but... Yeah, but you I, could be When Richard. I clean up. <laughs> you clean up quite nice as a Richard. It was, although weird, that they made it right after he comes up to Lizzie and asks her yeah. for a dance. Because now he seems a bit mad. <laughs> yeah, it's madness. <laughs> he just said that he didn't want to yeah. mingle with her class. And then he goes and... I don't know why. They didn't even like put a reason to it. We didn't moment. see anything happen. Although it was um, a whole thing through the movie. It's much, much more dynamic. A thing happen after the other, after the other. This we don't get... Um, this is the style of those uh, comedies yeah, of the 40s, 30s. It's true. But the thing is, I think we need to watch it again. Because a first watch, you might uh, miss stuff. Because as you said, it's oh, fast. It's yeah. really fast paced. I liked it though. Loved I it. like the energy of it overall. So there is no justification for Mr. Darcy to come up to her right after he just objected to her. Mm. But what I loved is when she, Mr. Wickham comes to her right after, yes. we understand that while she just refused Mr. refused Mr. Darcy because she heard everything and she wanted yeah. to get back at him. And she did. And it's a lazy <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. But then when she accepts Wickham in front of Darcy, now it becomes something else. It becomes she's not Lizzie is not in love with Wickham right after just meeting him. Yeah. Oh, she did it to to get back annoy. Just it's an annoyance. It's nothing to big. To put him in his place, actually. Yeah, it's nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. That's true. Better than the book, even. Better than the book, but the book is more realistic. This Lizzie is much more mature. I don't know. I, I, I always disliked that from the start. Disliked everything doing with Wickham. His elopement with Lydia, the way with Lydia, and the way Lizzie was taken with him so fast. I never liked that. I liked it because it was very. It was something I'd imagine a young woman would do. And I like that Lizzie is that because there is growing up to be done for her too. Yeah, I like yeah. that. So in this movie. Her first contact, let's say, with Wickham, because later he's going to confide in her the same stuff. He's going to mm. share very intimate stuff with her for no reason. Mm. And she's going to listen to him. But she listens to him because we saw this first contact. She was kind of amiable with him too much, maybe, just to annoy Mr. Darcy at first. And then she danced um, with him. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. It's true. It's good. Okay, so the the infamous for you, what? <laughs> the infamous carriage scheme of Mrs. Bennet yeah. uh, is very different from the book to the 2005 movie to the 1995. I have an inkling that this one might be your favorite. It is. <laughs> I saw the carriage, so I, saw, I thought, oh, so Jane is going in the carriage as yeah. a decent person. At last, someone does no that. No shame this time. <laughs> and then Mrs. Bennet watches the clouds. <laughs> and see that there's a chance that Jane might get sick. 
Yeah. And she drags Jean out of the carriage. Oh, yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> and the thing is, Jean is happy about it. Yeah. When she's sick, she's... Uh... She's very excited. Oh, and I love the scene where in the, while in the sick bed, <laughs> Mr. Darcy and Mr. Bingley appeared. I have no idea how to bounce. <laughs> behind the, the, screen. the screen and like the doctor was trying to turn her to so she can take her medicine or whatever yeah she was really trying very hard to keep her profile to mr bingley because mrs bennett yeah. told her to because mrs bennett said she she was at her best at pro in profile oh jane here is kind of uh is not what? do you know what uh, i'm sorry i interrupted you but i like it she's honest in her chasing Right. She's honest in her hunt of a husband. The Janes, the other Janes, were kind of, yeah, placid. This one shows what, what she's about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Lizzie comes in, very muddy this time. We do see the mud. Oh, Up yeah, to her knees, I tell you. <laughs> Six inches? Oh, it was more. Yeah, I and think it was more. It was half a foot. <laughs> You're listening to the BMB podcast, Books and Bumrocks. Bo- Books and Bumrocks. Oh, what was that? You heard. I How wanted dare to share you? in your joy. Na- uh, it was mine. <laughs> okay. I'll give you that one. Oh, so now you're silent. <laughs> okay, so if you liked what you heard until now, Doubtful. please... Oh, my God, thank you. You know, you're such a ray of sunshine. I'm here to ruin your shit. I'm gonna try again. If you liked it, please consider subscribing, following us on Instagram at the Books and Bumrolls Podcast, or write to us at the Books and Bumrolls Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll answer, we promise, even if it's hate mail. I mean, maybe you'll that handle too. it. <laughs> Alright, so thank you really for listening and we send no compliments to your mothers, all of them. (laughs) So this Mr. Collins is a librarian. I've no idea why. Mr. Collins? Yeah, why did they... Oh, it's the only thing that I would say that uh, I don't like much about this, uh, because, you know... Nothing can top the Mr. Collins of the 1995 I don't think anything can ever. Show. Yeah, mm. nothing. This one is not as ridiculous as he could have been. <laughs> Although, what? he runs on, him, on his knees. Oh, he's able. I told he you that he was in shape. <laughs> he's he was a an athlete. <laughs> he's an athlete. And he skips on his knees. <laughs> so they change him from clergyman to librarian. Did he uh, object to the church? Who? Mr. Collins. No, 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 because there was a, uh, there was a, what's called the Hayes Code. This oh. was, yeah, and still in the 40s, in 1940, yeah. which is when the this movie came out, mm-hmm. uh, it was still under the censorship. It's what's transformed later into the rating uh, oh, really? stuff. Yeah, so before that, it was just, uh, of course, like in 1940s film, you could not see nudity, you could not see yeah, of course. Um, swearing, uh Mm. homosexuality or any, inter- <laughs> any interracial stuff um, oh. and one of them was no making fun of the clergy really yeah oh wow no ridiculing the clergy so mr collins would have been the <laughs> the ridiculous clergyman of all time yeah. so they changed it to oh. a librarian how interesting it is very interesting that's why they change him oh but and again, it's too bad, but we got the 1995. We lived long enough to see that, Mr. Collins. We're blessed, aren't we? He's irreplaceable. Yes. This one is okay. This one is okay. Uh, he did talk. What did you like about uh, talking about Mr. Bennett's death in, oh, in yeah. front of him? I loved it. He just slided like between them and started talking about a certain melancholy event. Between? <laughs> talking between Mrs. and Mr. Bennett. Yeah. And 
I don't know how, how he... Oh, yeah, he was talking about the reasons why he should marry one of their daughters. Yeah. And he referred to Mr. Bennett's death as, as a certain melancholy event. In front of him. In front of him. Oh, poor Mr. Bennett. He's kind of kind and passive in this movie. Completely. Yeah, and you kind of feel bad for him. Like, oh, I love on. him. So, uh, in this uh, film, we only have one ball. Yeah, they made the other one into a garden party. Which I don't mind, it doesn't impact a lot. Mm, two balls is better than oh. one ball. Sometimes <laughs> two balls. <laughs> filthy, filthy. Yeah. Did you like the garden party? I liked it. Mm. I mean, I would like to have been at one garden party in my life, wearing oh. a six foot <laughs> a large dress. That will never happen. I'm sorry to crush your dream, oh. but that will never happen. Well, what we have a garden, why couldn't we have a garden party? I liked Mr. Collins, again, running Ooh, after Very Lizzie. athletic. Incredibly. I think he ran for a long-ass time. Yeah. He's a runner. Yeah. And then he didn't stop when he met Mr. Darcy. Just no. kept running. I was just like, Mr. Collins, please take a breath. Take a breath. You're an older man. <laughs> no, he knows his abilities very well. But I like the fact that they did that. They added that because now that even though during the ball, Mr. Darcy did not like... Li uh, well... I don't know, he objected to Lizzie, Lizzie did not like him. But then the contact with them, yeah. it was a great way to make them... Uh, because he helped her hide from Mr. Collins, yeah. which he didn't choose to do. She didn't ask him to do to help her with it. She did ask him, but she, she had did, to. But it was a nice moment. Yeah. He was just there. So I liked the the fact that it happened in a casual way. Yeah, 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 it's true. And then yeah, their interaction after that was also interesting. That they try to actually establish a better relationship. Yeah. Oh. A relationship, they actually talked about friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a relationship, like, better... I mean, they said the word yeah. friendship. A friendship. And then... And then... Oh, Lord, you know what's coming. What's coming? I, 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 I was... I did not think that scene could get more shameful. No. I did not think. I, it couldn't be topped. No. From the 1995 one, that's I it. I thought that was it. The floppy Lydia... Drunken floppy Lydia, <laughs> yeah, uh, and the the mother, uh, the, ma the Mary, the mother, the Mister Collins, all of them together. Mm. I thought this was it. They ca no one can top that. Yeah, and this one did. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> How did they do it? <laughs> they made it happen while Mister Darcy was standing right there. I think I would have. Uh, I don't know. Fainted. I would have done something. Where he was standing with Lizzie, yeah. and they were and behind the mother who was, was talking oh. about. How uh, Jane... Ch oh, no! What? Do you know what worse? You didn't only call Mr. Bingley a big a rich man that was going to open the doors for her other daughters. Yeah. To, for, to find other rich men. Other you rich know, men. You know, with Mr. Darcy <gasps> being rich. There, just right there. <laughs> yeah, I know, you can I kind of physically recall. Still feel like dying. She talked about how Jane participated in the scheme of the, um, of the horse so she can say, stay sick. And <gasps> yeah, oh, oh, man, oh, man. I forgot about it. How did I forget? <laughs> this one killed me. She, she really bragged. killed me. She bragged, she bragged about, about scheming yeah. for Jane to get sick at their house. Oh, I, I, I don't know how Elizabeth just stood there. But the thing is, then when he heard that, he yeah. can't, what did he say? Oh, I, uh, Lord. Uh, there will no doubt, I'm just, I'm yeah. not quoting, <laughs> but no doubt there will be other dance partners that, that are eager to dance with you or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, I'm like, not going to. Uh, I'm going to get rid of you, now I'm a gentleman, I'm not dropping you right here and then, but... <laughs> but I'm going to bring you I'm inside and to. never touch your filthy self again. And she doesn't like it. Yeah, that which was kind of surprising. I mean, if that was what my mother said, besides someone else, 
I think I would have renounced her on the spot. Like, (laughs) bitch, uh -uh, nothing between you and me. (laughs) But really, now, it is, that's why it's important that they just talked about friendship. And when, who came after that? Jane. Jane and uh, Mr. Bingley. Jane and Mr. Bingley. I don't know. Yeah, going about, uh, yeah, she talked about going because there was a reel inside. Yeah, but she talked to someone. About mm. that he just turned on her and they were just talking... Oh, Charlotte, she, I think. Charlotte. Yeah. About this is the first test of friendship and this is what you do. Yeah. So she not only does she recognize that this is a test. Okay, oh. you call yourself my friend and you just drop me. No, but the thing is, in the in the place of Mr. Darcy, you'd think if her sisters and her mother scheme like that, well, then so would she. It's true. Why wouldn't it be just another scheme? Yeah. It's, From his was, point of view, yes. I understand. It was very reasonable. They added something else in the mm. garden party uh, that was uh, great. And what I liked about this script, it's daring. They add stuff, they are really mm. comfortable. Why would that be? What? I, I, I was so surprised when I found the information. Yeah. Uh, the scream, I know. screenplay. A screenwriter. screenwriter. Was Aldous Huxley? Oh, uh, he's not the screenwriter. He's one of the screenwriters. I didn't know he did that sort of thing. He did. He moved to California to write. This is amazing. Yeah. It blows my mind that this is the same mind, the same person that came out with the a Brave New World. Yeah. And this, mm. I have no idea. This is genius for you. Well, he was taking LSD a lot of times. <laughs> he was <laughs> taking LSD the whole time, so... Oh, maybe we should start then. <laughs> Well, tell me, if it produces stuff like that, I'm in. Uh, yeah, he took any, all the drugs under the, well, not, not weird <laughs> shit, like, he, did, he didn't take meth. Aldous Huxley did not take meth. Would not a crackhead. Psychedelics. Do you and know, I always might be interesting. What? Psychedelics. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, he tried mescaline, LSD. We're gonna become like Joe Rogan, preaching what? about DMT every podcast. Yeah, but he tried yeah. it. We can't preach about anything. I did. We didn't try anything, so I don't yeah. know. And I think we have to, you have to be in a certain uh, stage of your life. Yeah, stage and position. Mm, you of can't being be comfortable. A teenager should not be no, doing it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. You have to be mature, I would say. Anyway, out of the <laughs> <laughs> drug drug law talk. Uh, what? Did, uh, yeah, I was actually I actually before watching the movie. I read, like, who directed it. The director, I don't know him, don't remember his name. I don't think he's important. <laughs> Although, you know, at that time they did kind of a standard directing. Oh. There was, yeah, nothing... When you see the this movie, it's true, you don't type. see anything thinking, oh, this shot. No, mm-hmm. they're all standard. Good. Mm. I think they focused a lot on directing the actors. Yeah. So, uh, and I saw that Aldous Huxley was one of the screenwriters, and I... I thought, what? What happened to him? But when I when we just saw the movie, yeah. now I understand. There's so yeah. much wits in it, equal to Jane Austen's. Oh, yeah. They yeah. added dialogue, and it was just exactly. as good. Exactly. Everything fits so perfectly because it was just as smart. And, do you know, I um, I th- you remarked on it, the subtle vein of, very subtle, but absolutely their feminism, but oh. done in such a perfect way. Let's talk about that, because yeah. really, uh, something that I disliked 
in the one with Kira Knightley. Yeah, they the kind teeth. Of, it's kind of... I don't like when it's too on the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're hitting you over the head with it because you're too stupid to understand subtlety. Like, hey, this is what they did to women. This is bad. This is good. No, fuck off. You yeah. know that. You can't be subtle and smart about it. You know... We know that. Mm. And at the time, in those conditions, they were exactly. strong women who kind of knew how to navigate... Yeah. Because as you would, it's your era. You and, know how to live in it. And you do the best with what you have. That's what the we do. The best you can. So here, what do we see? What did we point as examples um, of this? The Mrs. Uh, Lady Catherine de Bourgh. Yeah. Talking about the unfairness of the entailed estates. And it was just one sentence. Yeah. And I liked it. And I loved it. She and said, it's exactly in the It's spirit. good for Mr. Collins. Yeah. But I do not agree with this, yes. uh, this business of entailing an estate away from the female line. And yeah. yes, and that's it. I don't need to good. say more. And it doesn't seem absurd that a woman of her time would have said that. Exactly. But in her position. In her position, of course, mm. she has authority. Uh, same thing, I remember the second uh, instance. I don't remember the third one. I know there were three. Anyway, second instance, uh, Mr. Collins' proposal. <laughs> the knees giving. Oh, the yeah. Knees. But about this um, subtle, yeah, the uh, way the women being strong and try and holding their own, but yeah. in a subtle way, not in the stupid badass way that we see now. Like, hey, I'm gonna beat twenty men with high heels. No, no, you won't. Shit. You're just gonna get beaten. Fuck off. And absurd, as absurd as the one with Keira Knightley, where she started mm. to shout at Mr. Collins, which would never happen because yeah. she knows. Uh, this is not the manners of her time. And I don't think it's more admirable to start shouting. No. I think it's more ad admirable to hold your own with composure and wit, like Elizabeth does in this version. I loved it. And in this version, she does it, it's the exact text, mm. saying, I'm not an elegant female, I'm a rational creature. Yes. And the way she does it, and still, all of that with the comedy, still yeah, funny. But still, you kind of feel it. Mm. In a subtle way. I, I, yeah, yeah. And this we absolutely agree. It really does honor to Jane Austen because she did speak of subjects that were very sensitive at the time that no one would have really outright uh, protested against. But she did in her novels. She did talk about the, uh, the, the absolute powerlessness of women's position. Mm. She did talk about the unfairness of the word to them mm. in a subtle way. And, yeah. But it, it was revolutionary still. But not so revolutionary that she wouldn't have been published. She was. Exactly. And she was successful. She did her business. But as you wa you would want, you would want to reach people. Exactly. And to be published. She yeah. did all that. So there was all the romantic stuff, okay. But there was also okay, happy marriages, but there was also Charlotte's mm. in the whole thing. Marrying a ridiculous man, just because they had to. Exactly. Anyway, talking about ridiculous man. <laughs> My first segue ever. I don't know how to do that. I'm learning. Mr. Collins, while proposing to Lizzie. Oh, it was a whole choreography. It was gymnastics in Lizzie's part yeah. to kind of avoid him. He dropped on his knees and then he followed her on his knees and really fast. I have no idea. Could you do that? No, I think he must have had padding prepared in no, advance. I'm sure he has sturdy knees. That's all. <laughs> He does kneel a lot at Lady Catherine de Bourgh's feet. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Exercise. <laughs> and when he says to her, Lizzie, that uh, probably you won't have any other offers of marriage, and she yeah. drops on her chin uh, yeah. like, oh. I'm done. <laughs> like, what is this man? The goal. <laughs> yeah. It I love the physical done. comedy of it. Yeah, I love it. I didn't think I'd like it as much as I did. I knew I would because I love these comedies. Do you know what you're going to absolutely adore? What? Emma. 
that I've been preaching about for months to the, you. The, the latest one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's inspired by scribble comedy. It is. Really? Yeah. You're going to adore it. Okay. I oh. can't wait to get it. Something that I liked also. Yeah. Uh, Fitzwilliam. Fitzy, oh, as you like Fitzy, to call him. Yeah. Uh, and here is an kilt. older man. Yeah. I liked him being an older man. I like him more because he was in a kilt. Yeah. And you know my weakness for men in kilts. Of course you do. Jamie Fraser, come on. Ah, give me a break. <gasps> what? What? Wasn't he beautiful in a kilt? That pretty boy? In a kilt! I... No, you know what? There was another more beautiful man, his uncle. Yeah, Yeah, Thank in you. a kilt. Yeah, Thank he was, you. Uh, he was gorgeous. Yeah, not Jamie. Anyway. Jamie was pretty. <laughs> Uh, when Fitzy uh, reveals to Elizabeth the yeah. role of Mr. Darcy in breaking up her sister and being Lee, mm. they don't show any of this. Yeah, it's true. She just comes in very angry, mm. righteously so. Yeah. And she was wearing such a pretty dress. What was she wearing? I, I think it was a white dress. She wore a lot of dresses, I don't know. Uh, this is one of the things I dislike in uh, movie costumes. The, with the lack of continuity. In what? the 1995 one, it was very realistic because we see them re reuse dresses again ah, and again. Ah, they were dirt poor, those ones. No, they weren't dirt poor. 1995. I'm not talking about oh, 2001. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're still feeling the burn? <laughs> I'm not talking about the 2005 one. Nah, nah. Okay. I'm talking about the 1995 one. You can see the repetition. They wear dresses again and again, and I yeah. like that. Yeah. In this one, every time it was a new dress. It's too much, you think? Well, of course it's too much. They would have had, I don't know... Oh, of course. Not a, few a dress dresses. for every day. Of course not. It was ridiculous. A few dresses for each occasion, maybe. And they would have really repurposed them again and again and again. No, no, but this is not realistic. Yeah, yeah, this was and this for is fun. And, and Hollywood, of course. And it was pretty all over. I mean, the glamour factor must be there in Hollywood. Uh, yeah. I, w I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about, um, yeah, the fact that they uh, they didn't show Wickham, uh, not Wickham, um, uh, Fitzy, uh... talking to Lizzie about uh, how Darcy broke up his uh, sister, her sister and uh, Bingley. Yeah. Uh, I liked that they didn't show it. Mm. And because uh, it diminished, it kind of diminished that... Um, the fast pace of the movie. No, I would say it diminished for me what I didn't like from the book. Oh. That kind of gossiping aspect of things like Fitzy talking to Lizzie who's a stranger about but what again, Darcy did. established that this is what they do. They know, have so little to do, that's their life. But here... We know it was done. Mm. We know Darcy did that. Yeah. But oh. at least we don't... It's less uh, hitting yeah. in the face. Yeah. You, can, you still have some respect for him. You do love this Mrs. Darcy, don't you? I do. You are in love with his pretty lashes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Laurence Olivier. I love yeah. him. And you called Jamie pretty? I just <sighs> thought about that. It's not the same. Um, there is another thing that Darcy does after the disgrace of Lydia mm. uh, that I kind of liked. That is not very... From the book, it's a romantic, big gesture. Darcy mm. hears of uh, the elopement, and he goes right away. The hero, yeah. the savior of the day. No, the guilty man. Stop insulting other people's Darcy's. What? You, oh my lord, control your hormones, woman. What does this one do? Oh, this one doesn't do anything until yeah. he learns as that he they couldn't do anything. As no, as would. he would not. What? The other one was very correct because he felt guilty, he felt responsible. And this is come. This is too heroic. No, it's not too heroic. Let's. He 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 felt responsible because he hid the information. He refused to reveal that this but was he had his scoundrel. His sister. He had to. No, he could it. have done it anonymously, or he could have like. He could have done something. He's a man of great influence. He could have. I don't know. Warned the tradesmen. 
to about him. He could have done something to expose him. He didn't. Yeah, and the young girl was kidnapped. Not kidnapped. It's Lydia. <laughs> and it was kind of ruined more than all she already was because of him. So I, I understand the feeling of guilt and responsibility in this no, case. Being realistic, what would happen? He he came. He was a gentleman. He offered his help. She yeah. said it's under control that uh, that <laughs> father, father went up to London. Okay, under control. I'm just going to go hang with Bingley. And he went, played billiard. Yeah, and then learned that they that hadn't happened. So then he said, okay, then I have to. Their yeah. father, the idiot father, came yeah. back home. Yeah, so yeah, now they, I they have to. And they kind of exaggerated in this version the um, the disgrace. In the other, yeah. in the book and in the other movies, which respect the book, it doesn't really spread the news. Mm. It's still kept under wraps. It's still kind of discreet. In this, they have to move from Longbourn. Well, movies too much. Movies yeah. an American thing. They wouldn't move. Yeah, they wouldn't. It's an ancestral home, people. No, they wouldn't. Move. But like the description of them not attending assembly balls because they were told not to being disinvited oh, is a I big thing. It. Yeah, it was horrifying. Yeah. I felt the shame. And then you feel even more angry at Lydia when she comes back. She doesn't even know. She no, sees that they're packing. She's just twirling and happy. She yeah. was kind of extremely cute, this one, this Lydia. Pretty. Yeah, not dirty. No, not dirty. You no. kindly didn't feel the... Uh, no, no, no. The veil feels. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, all of this, I think we, uh, just, there is just Lady de Catherine de Berg, which is the oh, only yeah. one thing that I didn't like about the movie. Not her, her, yeah. she's great. She's great, but the role she plays as a fairy godmother. Ambassador. Yeah, ambassador to Miss Darcy was very weird. Although I like liked it? her. No, I didn't hate it either. Uh, it was indifferent to me. I liked her it's so much. It's a big much. change, though. It's a great change, uh, but it goes in the more light hearted feeling. I guess so. They couldn't have one villain. Oh no, they, they didn't. Even even Wickham was downplayed. No, you know what? Because when uh, he tells Lizzie about Georgiana, what happened with her, yeah. it seems that there was something more. Oh. Because he said he wanted to uh, compromise her oh. and make her, or make me, consent to the marriage. Yeah. What com- what, what what does it mean, compromise? Uh, raping a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. yeah, this was... Or actually, no, maybe what? not. Just keeping her with him for a few weeks without chaperone would be enough. But because everybody would expect. But knowing Wickham, yeah, he would have And they kept it in, I like that. Yeah. It's kind of dark. And it but made... Wickham has always been dark, even though you, do, you, you don't realize it at first, maybe. But then you realize he harmed two very young girls. Yeah. And probably more than two. Yeah. It's a, it's a, he's, a, he's a predator, he's a pedophile. And he has a pattern, and, and he has a yeah. type. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lydia and Georgiana is not, are not the type, N-uh. just the age. His, his, uh, yeah, he has an age bracket. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. I, I, maybe not at the time, because... Probably not at the time, but although he was considered a scoundrel, but not for the age, I think. Yeah, but it's still shocking. And... Yeah, so we're, we were talking about Lady Catherine de Bourgh. Yeah. I thought it wasn't... I think it goes with the tone, general tone of the movie, so but I don't the, mind it that much. they started showing her mm. as wanting Darcy for her daughter. What made her change her mind? Oh, Mr. Darcy. What? He told her that uh, Lizzie was perfect, as we see them talking outside the carriage. Mm. And she came here to kind of judge. Maybe. And she liked yeah. what she saw. So, mm. uh, all in all... Amazing. Surprisingly amazing. amazing. I was not... So, will you be watching more... Com- more uh, oh, I yeah. have loads and loads of those. You have crazy eyes right now. What? I'm just, and I'm locked in a cupboard with you. 
Okay, people, so I'm gonna go. I can I don't feel safe anymore, locked in here with her. Okay. Tell me why I can't open the door. <laughs> it's closed. <laughs> Let us go. So we have done the 1940 film. Next time will be our last episode yeah, of Pride of and Prejudice. Or, yeah, yeah, it'll be our last episode because we'll do mm. the 1980 TV show, right? Yes, with the big hair Darcy. Okay, you can't wait, right? <laughs> I cannot wait for that big hair. I think he has a perm. Probably. 1980, yeah. he would have perm. Of anyway, course. Anyway, let's go. Let's I go. send no compliments to your mother. I take no leave of you.